Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. That's right, John. <laughs> we I'm usually free. do it the opposite I know. way. You want... let's, let's start over. Okay. Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on Target. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Stay on Target. We're your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. Yeah, see, that's better. I don't know your lines. Yeah? yeah. You, well, like, usually, like, on this podcast, we uh, we do it that way. But on, like, the Arrow podcast, we usually do it the other way. That's true. So, I mean, yeah, anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of breath noise on this one, if that's okay. Okay, so that should be fine. <laughs> I'm just going to pull it away every t- time <laughs> I don't talk. Whenever you're not, not like, just don't breathe. So, so I'm not, like... Chris, just... Just don't breathe. So if you can't tell, which obviously with Chris referencing this, you can, uh, we are actually on location and there is an airplane going above yes. uh, overhead. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure if you guys can hear that, but it would be amazing if you could. Maybe I'll layer in a sound effect of an airplane coming. Sure. Uh, if you just, can't really hear just it. Just if you can't really hear it. Um, so that way it doesn't sound like we're nuts. Anyway, uh, so we are out on location. Uh, we do these about like maybe once every year or twice a year. Seems like sometimes. Seems like we kind of do, um, but anyway. So we are we're outside, and uh, it's a beautiful hot summer night. Yeah. Evening. See, last time we did this, we were uh, downtown Nashville. Yep, on a busy street. Yep. It was and over lunch, mm-hmm. and uh, there were lots of people walking by. Some construction down the road. Lots of squeaky brakes. I feel like it was almost a year ago. It was exactly. a year ago. I'm pretty sure it was like basically Close a year to. ago. Maybe like, next week. Yeah, next week it would be a year. Um, and then we did another one on location, like a little bit later in the month of July last year, I think, with uh, with Matt uh, Matt Dean. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Um, so John, what have you been up to, dude? So big things yes. this week. There's been a lot because we had the holiday weekend. It was uh, we were able to do more. I felt like. So first thing <laughs> to talk about. That's what a couple extra days does. Yeah, you're able to do more things. So. I feel like we were, uh, we, what night was that? It was that Thursday night? It was Thursday night that we, we did, did the, podcast. the, we did the podcast, but then after the podcast, no, maybe it was Friday night. We did, we did Skolas. We oh tried my Skolas. goodness. I forgot about that, dude. Yeah. We did, uh, on Destiny, the, uh, the latest DLC, um, there was a upper level, uh, task that we actually took part in yeah. with, uh, with. We tried to build Prison of Elders. Yep. And, um, we got. Our butts handed to us. Destroyed. Yes. Um, it was, it, how long did it take? Like each, we, we got were, to the we end. Were, we were playing for like four hours. Yeah, and we got to the end, and I think each time we would tr- make an attempt, it would take another like 30 or 40 minutes. Every time we tried the boss, it was like 45 minutes. Yeah, and so uh, so that was interesting. And then we finally gave up around 4 a.m. Yeah, that was, uh, that was an unmitigated disaster. It was pretty funny. Um, anyway, and then the next thing, the next day, so I woke up, I went to bed, and I woke up like four hours later. And uh, went to Disney, Disney World. Yeah, you drove there. Yes, uh, actually, okay. Let's let me be clear. Catherine drove there. <laughs> yes. Like Catherine drove the first, uh, the first leg of the journey. So that was the first like three hours, and I slept. 
And then I picked up and drove three hours, and then she finished it off with the final, like, three hours. So I woke up, like, I I think I woke up. I ended up waking up at, like, 10.30 and 11 or 11, something like that. And I just felt terrible. (laughs) I felt horrible. Like, my body hated me. And I woke up, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I feel so bad for John (laughs) that we stayed up late last night. I'm like, like, oh, my. He probably hates, hates us for keeping him up that late. Like, I, I don't even know. It was one of those things, like, where, like, each attempt, I would look at the clock. Like, I would hit the home button on the Xbox and look at the clock and go, hmm, that took about 40 minutes. <laughs> well, we kept I getting so close. like we could get it this time. I know, dude. Like, it, it felt like we were getting so close, and uh, yeah. there was no reason why we couldn't do it. Yeah. And it's like, and then we would just go back in. It, it was just, it was stupid mistakes, and it was, like, just, like, kind of happenstance, kind of circumstances. And, uh, like, I mean, there's nothing, like, you know, that... It wasn't like, oh, man, we just can't beat it. It might have been related to the fact that it was so late and we were so tired. That's possible That's as well. That's very, very possible. Yes. Um, anyway, so Disney World the next day went to uh, went to Epcot on the 4th of July, which was really fun. They have a special uh, fireworks thing that they shoot off that night. And it was, That's awesome. It was a really good time. That's awesome. Um, it was really interesting to uh, to go through all the other, like, because they're all the different countries, the World Showcase. Yeah. So you, like, go to these other countries, and it's the 4th of July. And I was That's like, this amazing. is exercising the freedom to go to other countries and... On the Fourth of July. That's amazing. Anyway, it's, it was it was a really fun time. Then the next day we went to uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Was that your first time? It was my first time. Was it amazing? Uh, it was really fun. There are thoughts that I have about it, yeah. but it is really it, it's a really cool. Was experience. it what you hoped it would be? So like yes, in that it feels like like once you walk in there, you're like this aesthetically is like the village of Hogsmeade or this is Hogwarts mm-hmm. or like you feel like you're you're there. Yeah. Um. And the f- most fun parts were like the queue lines mm-hmm. because like they would recreate. There's the Gringotts, yeah, and they recreated Gringotts so perfectly That's with cool. these animatronic. Yeah. Uh, th- oh, man, it was just incredible. And then yeah. they uh, we got the uh, did the the wand experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you get a wand? Got a wand. And uh, were you picked? Uh, actually, not in that group. There oh, was okay. someone else that was picked in that group. But it, but then you immediately go into the shop, and then you can like you get to right. get to right. be chosen by your wand there. Right. And that was really fun um, because then there are these different spots around the park that you can do magical spells and different various things happen. And that was really fun because that was the first like first big thing that we did. Yeah. My favorite ride, though, was the ride that takes you in between the two parks. Mm. Um, and it is the Hogwarts Express. Mm-hmm. And it, is, it was awesome. I didn't know what to expect. because I figured train. You, yeah, it was the train. I figured you just get on the train and it takes you from one place to the other and that's mm-hmm. the ride, right? Mm-hmm. But no, they, they do a little bit more um, and it's different depending on when you ride it too. Ooh. So what? yeah, it's like a different experience. I don't know if it's a different experience like based on the direction that you're going or if it's a different experience just in general every mm-hmm. time you mm-hmm. ride it, you know? That's cool. It was really fun. It that's was a really awesome. fun time. Anyway, that's what I did over the weekend. That's awesome. That sounds amazing. How about you, Chris? Um, I, I don't even know, man. Like, uh, yeah, we did. We played some Destiny. I, um, we went to go watch. Uh, apparently, Nashville was supposed to have the, the best fireworks display in the U.S. Biggest is what they said. The biggest ah, fireworks display in the U.S. At least by one firework. And it was just very rainy. And very humid, and Oof. the smoke just stuck around. So, like, it was basically you just saw a bunch of explosions inside the smoke. It was, uh, it wasn't, a, I mean, part of it was they, like, before the finale, they let the smoke fly away so then you could actually see the finale. So, like, th- there was there a was lull a, there was right a before the finale. Yeah. That's really funny. But I will say they've, like, Did they crank out the fans? I feel like there's, you know, giant fans that they brought out, you know, no. blow away the smoke. Yeah. I mean, it'd be awesome. I, mean, I don't know how they do that. That's have to be super high powered. Like jet engines or something, um, but uh, yeah. So 
uh, what what was cool was Nashville's built this like, kind of amphitheater and stuff like that down yep. by the uh, the riverfront. And yeah. this was the first year that I've gone to see the fireworks here where I've been able to hear the orchestra. And um, that's awesome. It was phenomenal. Like they played, uh, they I forgot what they started off with, but then they played uh, the Star Wars opening credits. Seriously, and that's it was awesome. it was from A New Hope. That's amazing. And, yeah, it was amazing. They had like you know fireworks time to it and stuff like that, and like it's like a whole bunch of other pieces. And they played for about. I think it was about 30 minutes worth of music there, and then they had a 10-minute finale. So it was about 40 minutes total. That's amazing. Um, and it was really cool. I mean, it was like like I said, it was it wasn't you know like it wasn't as impressive as I had um, envisioned it in my mind, just because of the way that the uh, the, the weather played into the day. But um, yeah, yeah, but it was awesome still. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm doing this because I was breathing with my nose into the microphone. I see. Yes. I see. Well, I was wondering because I was like wondering if I needed to as no. well. No, you're like, fine. Apparently, my my, uh, my nostrils are just pointed straight down, literally <laughs> the, straight down. The perfect angle. Like, just um, blow straight into this microphone. That's hilarious. Uh, so, Chris, this week we're on location. There's a uh, super busy, um, lots of things going on. Yeah, we're here at the, the Chet Atkins convention. Yeah, the Chet Atkins convention. And uh, this is, uh, we're recording this in between a couple of awesome guitar players. Yes. Um, and, uh, uh, and actually during some awesome guitar yeah. players, too. Um, well, but this week, we are talking about digital versus physical uh, of both, I guess, all of the, the media that we talk about. So, like, yeah. uh, movies, comics, uh, games, yeah. um, TV, yeah. and I guess we'll throw in music, too, because that, that's a okay. debate, yep. you know? Yep. But, uh, so, Chris, you want to dive into this? Well, I have some news. You have some news? Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for the news! The news! Straight out of Comic-Con this week, John. Yes. Star Wars news. All right, so Christopher Miller and Phil Lord are going to helm a Han Solo anthology film. That's amazing. Yeah. Supposedly taking place um, after episode eight. So wait, okay. Wait a second. So this the, in the timeline... This takes place when? No, no, no. In the timeline, this will take. This will be like uh, here. Hang on. I have the I release like, from Star Wars. Okay, so I thought it was com. like a prequel to everything that we've seen about Han Solo so far. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, so this is from StarWars.com. This is okay. the press release that they released. The screenplay is written by Lawrence Kasten and John Kasten. The story focuses on how young Han Solo became the smuggler, thief, and scoundrel whom Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi first encountered in the cantina at Moss Eisley. I dig it. Yeah. That's amazing. So, I mean, th this is a young Han Solo film. Yeah. Will not feature um, the... Harrison Ford? Harrison, Harrison Ford at all. Um, here's the quotes by Chris, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who have who done the... They did the Lego movie. Yeah. Um, and so they said, this is the first film we've worked on that seems like a good idea to begin with. We <laughs> promise to take risks to give the audience a fresh experience, and we pledge ourselves... Pledge ourselves to be faithful stewards of these characters who mean so much to us. This is a dream come true for us, and not the kind of dream where you're late for work and all your clothes are made of pudding, but the kind of dream where you get to make a film with some of the greatest characters ever in a film franchise you've loved since before you can remember having dreams at all. Nice, dude. Yeah. This is amazing. Like, this is such cool news. So I hope that they do them right. Um, yeah, okay. So uh, let, let's. they're wading into a potential minefield. Yes. I, know. Um, <laughs> I think they know that too. Yeah. I mean, and, and this, is, this is one of those things that like while they say, hey, it seems like a good idea to begin with. Right. I'm not so sure that most people think it does sound like a good idea to begin well, with. Well, I think, you know, I think what we're afraid of is that this just turns into, um, 
I don't know. Like everyone has this kind of specific view of Han Solo in particular. True. True. And um, like you know, for instance, like you know, you could either go like okay, where he's like he's a good guy, or like you could go like well, he's just like he's, he's a had a, he's had a sketchy past. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he shoots Greedo in the middle of a cantina. You know, so yeah. like I mean, he's not necessarily the greatest of guys. Well, but think about. Ben Kenobi cuts off that one guy's hand in the middle of the cantina. That's, that's true. I think the cantina just like is the place <laughs> just, you go to, to, <laughs> to let out some, you know, violence. Remind me never to go there. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, so, well, I mean, I guess that's true. That makes sense. Um, you just have some crazy people there. Yeah. That you got to keep away. Well, anyway, I'm excited about this. Yeah. I, uh, I hope that it, uh, it does well. Yeah, and like I feel like the casting is gonna have to be like pretty spot yes. on too, because like uh, Harrison Ford, he has like these mannerisms that he does as Han Solo, and while we want to see hints of them, I don't necessarily want them to like play those up a ton, just because it's like you know, I don't know, it's it, it's very specific to Harrison Ford and the way he plays that character. Right. So. Well, well, like what I don't want to happen is I don't want. Um, whoever ends up playing Han Solo to feel trapped by the character. True. And feel kind of, you know, just like they can't make them their own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think we talked about a few weeks ago um, about like the comics are exploring some things in between like uh, the um, episode or like before A New Hope. Right. Or No, 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 no it's after, right after sorry, A New Hope. After, after A New Hope, right? And yeah. so, like, you know, some of that, I wonder if that's going to hold over to this or, like, what's going to end up happening I there? Because, I mean, they say it's all canon, um, but I think that if there ended up being a conflict, the movies would obviously take I mean, precedence. I, they're being very specific with what they show in the comics. Like, it does not feel like, um, like it's kind of haphazard. Gotcha. Uh, it feels very intentional like with what they do. Like controlled. Yeah, it's yeah. very controlled. Like, it's not like, you know, this weird... I mean, you can tell whenever you're reading a story or reading a comic that's kind of based on something. Yeah. And, like, weird things happen, and you're like... This feels weird, and none of that's happening. Gotcha. So, like, I, I mean, I don't. I think what they're doing now with everything, they're being very intentional with it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I think I think it's gonna be uh, a fun thing. Yeah. There's some other news coming out of Comic Con, but we'll hold that over till next week, and uh, we'll review all the news from Comic Con. There's gonna be a bunch. Yeah, it's it's, it's already a lot. It's this gonna be the, a deluge. This is the most pressing piece of news, and I wanted to uh, to cover that this week. Amazing. Well, that's the news. All right, Chris, on to the main segment. Yes. Digital versus physical. Media. Media, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. I was actually having a conversation about this earlier this week. With who? Uh, With just some friends from work. Well, like, okay, so this originated to me, um, I guess this past week, there was a, uh, I'm looking at buying a uh, PlayStation Vita. Yes. uh, Handheld. And they had a sale going on uh, on some of their digital games, and one digital game in particular that like it's it's one of the games that I'm I'm buying the system to play, yeah. um, and like it was on sale for over half off, and I was like, okay, I love digital games. I played the digital games all the time on my 3DS and on my uh, on my my Xbox, and so wonder if I should buy this digitally because mm-hmm. it's cheaper digitally than it would be physical right um and i prefer digital anyway so like we had this whole conversation and it got me thinking i did a bunch of searches online and there's a lot of thoughts out there in the world about physical versus digital chris well so let's start with what are are your thoughts i'm just kind of immediate based thoughts so there's a lot of things that like there's a lot of practical reasons why like i like digital better which, which do you prefer i think i like digital better yeah um as far as games go and and uh and 
you know, I, I, that's how I consume all of my music. Mm -hmm. um, and like, so I don't buy physical games because a lot of times going to get them is a hassle, like pre-ordering at GameStop and then right. going to pick it up. And, you know, right. that's a little bit of a hassle whenever you can just download it to your console. But then also... I find that I don't play my physical discs mm -hmm. nearly as often as I play my digital stuff because the digital right. stuff just sits there. And it's like right. every time I open a, uh, something to load a game, it's like there's all these digital games there. I'm like, hey, maybe I want to play this. Right. And because I see it all the time, um, you know, it's I just play it more often. Right. Which partially doesn't make any sense because the the physical medium are there, literally right there on my uh, right. <laughs> on my coffee table or whatever, yeah. or my my you know, where I store them. And then in my handheld, you open the 3DS case and the, the, the cartridges are like right there. Right. So it's like, it's not like I don't have the opportunity to just pop one in, right. but it's like, I don't play them because I don't see them or yeah. because I don't think about them or yeah. whatever. So, um, that was like my first initial thought. Maybe that's illogical, but it's just how, how it happens. Yeah. My, like my thoughts are a little more complicated in that, you know, like, I enjoy, um, I don't buy physical media for music anymore. Yeah, I don't either. Definitely, unless it's like vinyl. I yeah. buy vinyl records. Yeah, but I'm I also buy vinyl records and I don't even have a, a record player. <laughs> and it's mainly because like I try to buy albums that like define a time period or like some of my favorite albums right. just to have, right. you know. Um, but then I'm also very like picky with like what version of a digital song I will download you yeah. know like mp3 to me sounds like trash so I never buy mp3s yeah you know I'll buy iTunes songs or something like that you know at least recently I've I've gone over to uh to Spotify mm. um but I'm probably going to switch back to Apple Music um now that it's out and is the same price and all that kind of stuff yeah and uh and so like you know music I'm all digital um uh, movies not so much yeah, um, that's in the terms one of thing. like you know, blue, I I still buy Blu-rays. You get digital copies with them, which is which is good. I always buy the copy that you can get digital copy. Yeah. But to me, it comes down to value, and here's why. Um, for instance, what was I? I can't remember what I was looking up the other day. I think it was like the movie Seven or something like that with uh, with Brad Pitt. But right. Um, I could get that on a digital copy on iTunes for twenty dollars in HD, right. or I could buy the Blu-ray off of Amazon for seven. Yep. Same quality. Yep. The only difference is I can't like I guess watch it on the go on my phone, but I think it came with a digital copy, an ultraviolet copy. And while I don't like ultraviolet as much, I still don't mind it. Like I can still watch these movies. Yeah. Like I just have to, you know, watch it on Flickster or something like that. So it's like in that case, you know, the digital copy is not cheaper or it doesn't Correct. offer any better benefits than the physical media. Right. And I think like that's a big thing like with the movie companies these days is that nobody's quite figured out how distribution works in the new digital realm like music has had you know had all these things happen to them way earlier than than uh movies because the storage like yeah. a song and transmitting a song is not nearly as uh data intensive as a movie right you know it's like and we're just now getting to the point where their hard drives are big enough to actually sustain a movie collection um and so like now all the industry the movie industry is is dealing with this well you know like it kind of depends on your device you know like what what's interesting is they give you the option of either usually oh actually no both iTunes and Ultraviolet they they give you the option of okay do you want to download this movie to your device and then watch it or do you want to stream it mm. and so the option to stream is almost always there nice. movies you buy on your Xbox One yeah they're all streamed you yeah. cannot download them to your device right and uh, that's another thing like whenever I think about buying a it's buying a movie 
you're not licensing a movie unless you're renting it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you're not licensing a movie like you are with software and games. Right. Um, and so buying physical... That's, just the way they, that's the way they legally... Right. It's the way yeah. they legally talk about it. Um, but like... So in that, I always feel like it's a better value proposition to buy the disc because it's like the disc is going to be there. It's, I own you know, it. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. own it. And while the technology may be, become outdated like VHS and like DVD players, you still have it there. Right. You know, and, and you could potentially even um, like if it comes with a digital copy, like that's the best of, of both worlds. It's yeah. like you get the physical and the digital. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think I'm more 50-50 on my movies because I, I stream a lot. Yeah. Um, Netflix, Hulu, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and that dives into TV where I am 100% digital. Like, yeah. I, don't, I, I rarely watch things live as they happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time I, I wait until they hit Hulu or, you know, whatever, you know, or whatever other service, like, they come out on otherwise. Like, you do cable a lot. Yeah, I mean, so I have satellite, but I don't even think that that's you know watching something live is different than buying a physical version of it. So mm. like, you know, like where good point. I mean, it's it's moved from where we used to buy a season of Lost and then binge watch it, you know, to where we, then we would Netflix it and get the discs. And now we don't even have to do that because we can Netflix it and stream it. Yeah, and so it's instant. I, I like honestly, I don't know who's buying physical television shows unless it's just like a show you really want to watch. But like I had a the conversation I was having earlier this week, you know, for instance, one of the examples was one of my friends has. Um, Band of Brothers on uh, they bought it hmm. uh, on Blu-ray. That new version? Uh, no, that, that's from before. You know, like okay. I think you know, it was whenever it was on HBO before. And uh, well, I think they just released like a collector's edition recently. No, so. no, he's had it for a while. Okay, and so like he had it, and uh, but it's like he has HBO Go, so he can stream it anytime he wants. He doesn't need that physical. Uh, version of the show anymore. Interesting. Like, and so it's like, you know, for instance, like last year, I, I really enjoyed True Detective, the first season of True Detective, and it was on sale on Amazon one time uh, for like 20 bucks. And I was like, honestly, though, I can watch this anytime I want to stream it via HBO. Yeah. Um, and go. And I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to buy this. And so yeah. I didn't, you know. So honestly, I don't know who's buying physical versions of TV shows anymore. I, I really can't see anybody. Um, maybe a rental. Like, maybe people are renting it. I know, like, I that. think our parents do, but they don't yeah. have, you know, like, well, I think uh, like Jared, streaming stuff. Uh, Jared, uh, who's been on the podcast before, I think he rents a bunch of stuff. Yeah, uh, I can see TV that, shows. you know. Because he doesn't really have, like, he doesn't really have the most ideal situation to, like, stream onto his TV or whatever. Right, and so for people like that, that's ideal. And I see that for sure. Um, so, you know, but then again, I, I also, like, I keep... You know Seinfeld around because up until now, like I guess now they're about to be on. Uh, is it Hulu? I think they're about to be on Hulu. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, they signed a huge deal with them, but until now they weren't. You weren't able to stream Seinfeld, and yeah. so like there was no. I, there was a reason for me to keep the physical media around. I guess that's the that's the benefit to having physical media. If it's something that you love, yeah, that you know things can come and go from Netflix, yeah, if you, if that's what you rely on, or come and go from Amazon Prime, yeah. And if this is something that you want to watch whenever you want to watch it, it's a benefit to have it. Oh yeah, and and so like I guess that's the next thing that I wanted to kind of dive into was like. Okay, so what's the fear? Like, if you, like, because a lot of, like, whenever I was researching a ton of this, the fear is that they will remove it, or because, like, especially with software, there's, you know, there's a bunch of people on either side of the, the argument that are just, you know, overreacting uh, to, to situations or to user, like, to the licensing idea versus, like, owning. And, uh, and so, like, okay, so what's the, what's the worst that could happen, like, whenever you buy digitally? And so, like, I, I did a little bit of digging about, like, okay, so what has happened in, in the past? So here's two examples of, like, whenever this has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Amazon, mm-hmm. people with Kindle. They bought their books on their Kindle, right? And so yeah. there were some people that bought, uh, let me see, I think it was uh, some books. Um, it was I, kind of ironic because it was the um, 1984 uh, from Orson Welles. Yeah. And so it's like this, you know, this big, basically it's about overreach of, you know, government and all this stuff or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so people had bought this for $30 mm-hmm. on their Kindle. Holy cow. I think it was $30. They got refunded $30. Yeah. So they bought this on their Kindle, right? So yeah. they, they bought it. Yeah. And Amazon then found out that the people who had published this and put it on the Kindle marketplace mm-hmm. were doing so illegally. They didn't have the license to actually publish the yeah. book. Yeah. Um, and so Amazon pulls all of the like they basically delete that book from everyone who bought it yeah to, from their catalog so they yeah. reach into your into your catalog and take the book away from you and then there's obviously this big reaction where these people legally bought illegal goods right that were offered for, on the Amazon marketplace yeah and then they didn't own it anymore and then right. Amazon ended up apologizing and saying this was the improper way to handle this here's a $30 gift certificate or right. Right. will uh, you know do other like return the a legit copy to your catalog, right? Which is yeah, which I mean, is which is the way to handle. That's probably it. the way to handle it, right? I mean, and that's the thing, like with these kinds of you know rights and stuff like that. Like that's the, that's the best way to, or there's going to be these kinds of issues. I guess is what I'm trying yeah. to say. You know, for instance, you think about you know on the video game front um, earlier this year, whenever. PT was canceled. Yeah, the um, uh, Silent Hills. That was the second Silent, one that was yeah. going to bring up. And so PT um, was available as a as a download on um, the PlayStation Network. And it, whenever Silent Hills got canceled, um, they took it down. Now yeah. they didn't, in that case, erase it off your machine. So right. like it's still sitting on my PlayStation Four. I right. can play it as much as I want. And in fact, but I can't re-download it if I delete it. If you have it, don't delete it for sure. Um, but like so, like those are the like worst case scenarios. Like, and I feel like there's going to be some missteps from some some companies as the digital thing becomes like more and more prevalent. Like, there's going to be some companies that aren't thinking long term. They're not mm-hmm. thinking in those terms. Though they just react to things right. as opposed to responding to things. Well, for instance, you know, we're talking about Netflix or we're talking about Spotify or Apple yeah. Music. You know, and you know, at one point Taylor Swift took all her music off of Spotify. It's not on Spotify. So if you right. were listening to Taylor Swift's music on Spotify, you can't listen to it anymore. And so yeah. the same thing holds true for things on Netflix, you know, and it's just And things expire all the time on Netflix. Like I look at the list every every couple of months or whatever and it's like, hey, right. this is expiring this month. Watch it before it gets off. Right. You know? And you know, and so it's just kinda like it's different from the days whenever it's like, well, you can go down to the local blockbuster and grab any movie that you want to watch because they right. have every movie that was, you know, made between now and you know 1970. For or something sure, like that you know. For sure, and uh, and so that I guess that's the bummer. It's like, well, you know, it used to be fun to go down and like let's browse through all these titles. Yeah, but. Oh, we don't even know. I don't like. It's hard for me to even keep track of. I, it's it's easy for me to keep track of what's in theaters. It's hard for me to keep track these days of what's coming out on DVD or mm-hmm. on, on Blu-ray because it is. That was always my metric. You know, you yeah. go to the the movie um, rental place and like, yeah. oh, there's all the new releases. And you'd be able to be, you know, just basically go, hey, where's the, when's it going to be on sale or whatever. Um, something else, like to mention with that, like as far as access goes, um, we're we're seeing the physical medium go away we're in, in efforts to bring in digital. But think about like storage space. Like I'm thinking about storage on, on gaming devices. Yeah. That's my big struggle. Right. And, and I think that's the big struggle for everyone because 
while you may be talking about um, software and you may be talking about non-physical things, and so it's like, hey, wouldn't this clear up a bunch of space? Right. But then again, we have a 500 gig Xbox One and PS4 right. that fill up like that. And even the new, like they're bringing out new terabyte versions of both of those, and it's like both of those are going to fill up fast too. Like I'm yeah. deleting things constantly from my Xbox One, and that 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 uh, causes another problem. Yeah. In terms of if I want to play one of those games I've deleted, I have to number one re-download it. So yep. that that takes, takes time. time. And depending on the, the portion of the country, I did want to mention that um, uh, one of the, the listeners and a guy we play Destiny with, he was talking about how he was downloading uh, a game and it took him all weekend. Right. I mean, yeah, depending on your speeds, like it He's, can take forever. Yeah. And then, um, you know, beyond that, uh, like, for instance, I, uh, I have Comcast Internet. They have a 300 gigabyte a month data limit. So yeah. I download six games that yeah. are 50 gigabytes and I've passed it uh, for the month. And so it's like... That's, I don't know, like there's some weird costs and kind of, you know, you're wasting time now that we're kind of dealing with this stuff um, where, you know, honestly, it would be better if we can just, I don't know, you know, like even, uh, I guess you have the option of getting a larger hard drive, hooking it up, like that's an option. Yeah. It's just, it's just, you know, it's kind of like, There are costs involved in that. And I guess hard drive, like the, luckily hard drives, that technology is growing very quickly. Yeah. Um, hard drive space, like, you know, a few years ago, you couldn't get a terabyte on a hard drive. Right. And now you can get a terabyte on, you know, a really tiny hard drive. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I guess that's getting better, but I, I don't know if that is uh, increasing fast enough because think about your DVR, like your, your DVR for even your TV. You're recording onto that medium, and that fills up really, really fast, yeah. too. I mean, you know, and that's, I guess that's taking the place of uh, VCR tapes. Right. You know, and stuff like that. And it's VHS tapes. And, uh, yeah, so I mean, it's 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 interesting how this is all kind of playing out, um, you know, and like something that I've had to like kind of shift in my mind about how I think about things. Like now, I'm having to think about the internet as a utility, in that I yeah. pay for however much I use. Yeah. And if, you know, I just have to watch what I use. I can't just use unlimited internet anymore. Right. Um, and then uh, the other thing is, I you know, it, say you bought went out and bought a bunch of books, okay, and yeah. you don't have any place to put it. Well, what do you have to do? You got to go buy a bookshelf. Yep. And so. Our um, hard, drives. hard drives are now our digital bookshelves. But now you get enough hard drives that you also have to buy a bookshelf, Chris. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm totally not, kidding. I'm yeah, just, you know, I mean, that's 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 a little extreme. That's extreme, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, either way, we were having to store this stuff somehow. It either Very takes true. up space in our houses or yep. it takes up space on our hard drives, and so uh, you know, you just have to be careful. I guess you know the other big fear is that you know. Hard drives fail. Yep. And what if it has ir- irreplaceable things on it? Well, that's, but another, that's a different issue. You know, that's another thing like about digital uh, content that lives in a cloud. Like thinking about this, like uh, the last point that I guess I'll bring up is that that is the only way that di- that content really stays around forever is if it's in a digital cloud somewhere. Like thinking about like. Um, vinyl records and thinking about like uh, physical things like that uh, it, just earlier today I was talking to our dad about like a song that he cannot find uh, to, to buy from iTunes Amazon like his usual places and so he will um, like go on there and search for songs and this is just a song from from a long time ago mm-hmm. that he wants to download and he can't find it anywhere yeah and so somewhere along the way it didn't make the jump it either didn't make the jump from vinyl to tape or from you know vinyl to CD and then into digital medium and so like he can't find it but if it had made it to digital it would still be available somewhere somewhere I mean you know I guess the danger with this is the danger with cloud services mm-hmm. you know like 
uh, I can't remember what the name of it was. There was a photo sharing service um, recently. It was a cloud um, service that you could upload your pictures to. Closed, shut down. And yeah. didn't give, it gave like a week's notice or something Yikes. like that. So if you missed the week's notice, all the storage, all the photos you were storing there Yikes, were gone. Yikes, dude. And uh, it, it made a lot of people mad. It was in the past year sometime. And uh, that's the fear. You know, like, for instance, I don't, you know, with, um, it, it's a bit, it's a known thing on Xbox Live, for instance, if you download a game and they decide, well, I don't, we don't have the rights to distribute it anymore. It doesn't right. matter if you've bought it before. It comes off the service. You can't re-download it. Right. You know? And so it's like, yeah, the cloud works in terms of keeping track of your purchases, but if they can't distribute your stuff anymore then you lose access to it. Right. Well, I mean, and then, then you would resort to, if, if there isn't a place that you can find it, like, legitimately, then you people would resort to illegal services and that sort right. of thing. But who knows what the quality of that stuff is? Who right. knows uh, what else comes along with that right. uh, as far as, like, malware and, and viruses and things? But, you know, it's like there's there's just a lot of, a lot of things that will live on if they get transferred to digital. Like So right. digital, in my mind, is, like, the true only way where something will make the jump like because otherwise it'll make the jump but it's like okay is it better to do that or is it better you know like for me if i buy a physical disc and i can just download something from the disc instead of using my data it's true having to store it on the cloud worry about that kind of stuff like using it again in the future like you know for instance i have you know a lot of my physical games on xbox 360 Mm -hmm. and microsoft just announced that the xbox one is now backwards compatible if i hadn't kept those discs yeah I wouldn't be able to play those games on the Xbox One. Yeah. Because though I have my 360, I don't want to play it there, and um, they don't keep track of those kinds of purchases digitally in the cloud. Right. And so I have to have those. I guess, I mean, and that's just kind of like, well, if you buy it physically, you have to keep it physically in order to have it. If you buy it digitally, you have to... Keep it, keep it digitally, or or make sure that you have it on a hard drive somewhere in order to ensure that you have it forever. Right. I um, mean, you know, I guess I basically just have to become a digital hoarder. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what that's what the the world is coming to. It is, and thinking about like physical. Another thing about physical is if you're ever going to resell your your discs, you can always resell it. If you ever want to buy used, you got to buy digital or right. physical. You can't buy digital used right. games, that sort of thing. Well, so yeah, that's true. I mean, that hasn't come yet. We'll figure out. You know, we'll find out. You know, if that will come in the future, Microsoft, Microsoft tried to do it. Yeah, Microsoft did have that 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 plan that they wanted to force on everyone, and nobody wanted it, and so they were like, "Ah, actually, we're gonna back off." And so, like, it would be interesting to see what that would be like. But yeah, I think you know, someone on know. a smaller scale will have to do it. Yeah, you know, and we'll see how it kind of works. Yeah, I mean, Steam kind of already does similar things to that, and and that has been interesting. But uh, I don't know, man. It, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where all the physical and digital go. So. Quick rundown. Let's finalize by saying, like, what do we do for movies? What do you do? Physical. Okay. Well, and I, and I look for the ones with the digital copies that come with it. Yeah. I usually do, like, a 50-50 split because a lot of them I just stream, you know, on right. uh, Netflix or whatever. And right. then I take advantage of sales whenever there's physical stuff. Right. Uh, TV. Oh, definitely digital. Yeah, definitely digital there. Um, games. I do both. It's kind of, yeah. Like, for games, it always depends on um, 
what is my goal with this game? Do yeah. I want to have a game that I can then share with my friends? Yeah. I'll buy it on disc. Yeah. If I want something that you know I am going to play all the time and I don't want to have to get up off my couch and put a disc into the yep. um, game uh, console, then I'll buy it digitally. So Especially if it's a multiplayer game, because then you can't really lend it to a friend. You know, you can. You know, you'll just be playing online with that friend. So. Well, yeah, it just kind of depends on like so for Alien Isolation. You know, like there is pre-order DLC um, from GameStop. Yeah. I wanted that, so I bought it from GameStop, and then I, uh, I I kept the disc because it's like I'm not gonna, I'm not. This is not something that I have to play all the time. I can loan this out, and for you sure. Know, so I don't know, or maybe possibly sell it back if I wasn't, you know, yeah, too hot on it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm about ninety percent digital, or yeah, digital with games. You know, it's it's unless they really entice me, or unless something's really on sale, as far as that goes, or unless it's a gift. Um, I go usually buy digital. Yeah. Um, as far as music goes, 99% digital. I the 1% is taken up by vinyl. Right. Yeah. So, I'm and, the same. And random, you know, uh, if I'm at a show and I, there's a new band, I usually grab that. that so let's talk thing. about books for a second. Yeah. I am pretty and much comics. All physical. Yep. I agree. Um, I don't know, dude. There's just something I like about knowing number one where I am in the book. I mm -hmm. feel like I can find things faster if I mm -hmm. try to go back. I like feeling it. Um, I like you know reading off of a page more than I like reading reading off of a screen. I feel like I read off of a screen all day, you know, at work. Yeah. Um, and whenever I'm doing something for enjoyment, I'd rather just stare at a page. Well, it's the same with comics for me. Like, I mean, it, while I can look at a screen and, like, it, it, the resolution is there and it's really, you know, it's really nice, I, I still like the feel of a comic, you know, opening up the comic and, and reading it right there. I'm the same with, as you with books where I'll – I've only read – Maybe three or four uh, digital books, yeah. and it, that was only because I was like out of town, and it was like I want to read this book. I'm gonna right. download it on my phone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess the times I I have downloaded Kindle books is whenever it's like, okay, I want to read this right now, and I don't want to have to wait till even tomorrow till I go to the store. Yeah. Um, that being said, I do love. I think I've said before in the podcast, I do love Marvel's option for digital comics, the yeah. digital copies of their comics. The day and day digital, where they give it to you in the book. Yeah. Yeah. I use that a lot. It's pretty awesome. I mean, and that's the you know that's a easier solution I think for a lot of people is like you wouldn't get a lot of the comics you get if they uh, you know have to go out through distributor. Like there's some digital comics, digital only comics um, from indie people that release and like those are awesome. Or digital first um, comics. Yeah, see and how they do. Thinking about like music, um, being able to go direct to the to the consumer, like that has opened the door for everyone to put their music out there and so like there's a lot of lot more music and a lot uh more variety of music out there yeah. um same with you know basically any amount of digital things it frees up the you know the distribution channels to where you don't have to have a big big you know backing yeah. company backing you so yeah. um so that's an interesting thing about digital too but yeah so i'm usually 100 percent physical on my comics and books so yep. that's where we stand i am as well well cool well if you have any thoughts on Digital versus physical media, you should tweet at us at stayontargetpodcast.com. Yeah. Hashtag stay on topic. We can we can go ahead and, and uh, address you your questions via that if you want. We um, have posters to give away. Yeah. I mean, um, if, you, if you want a question featured, just go ahead and tweet at us and uh, we'll, we'll send you a poster. Yes. Into the U.S. The, yes. The, the continental U.S. Yes. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Um, stay tuned next week. Hopefully, I will be done with Batman Arkham Knight by that point. I'm I'm seventy percent John John. Seventy percent. Seventy percent. Dude. Okay. Taking it on so up. I'm gonna I'm going to review it next week. Okay. It's 
I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting, that. Chris. I know I'm you just are. Just waiting. I know. <laughs> um, so that's going to happen. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisRight250, and JohnWright777, and at StayOnTargetPod. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.